Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, gnarly! Hey, where's the beef? I want my MTV. I want my MTV! Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Welcome back to another episode of Living in the 80s. This is Rob, and uh, it's a snowy day here in Ohio. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was very unmotivated, uninspired today to do the podcast. And then I saw all of the disappointment from all of the fan out there. So I figured I would go ahead and... Get behind the mic and do another episode real quick for you. Um, I Fun story. I, I was really thinking about my friends John and Kendra coming back from Las Vegas this week. And um, the fact they would not be able to listen to my sweet voice on the way back just really broke my heart. Brought a tear to my eye. So, John and Kendra, enjoy or not, here it is. <laughs> so... One of the really cool things I like about doing this podcast is I like to do it with with friends. So the last couple of weeks, you've heard a couple episodes with friends of mine, and um, it's it's really fun. People like from my past and from the not so distant past, but uh, just talk about this eighty stuff and and you know for me it's it's like every you know I've I've never stopped listening to eighties music. I listen to all kinds of stuff, uh, 80s, 90s, 70s, 60s, 50s, jazz, country, classic country. I listen to tons of stuff, but you know, I grew up in the 80s, and um, like my friend Stacy said today, she said, you're now the 80s man. Uh, I guess if you got to be something, that's that's what I got to be. So Later on today, we are going to be... Uh, going through our favorite breakfast cereals of the 80s. We actually recorded this a week ago with Jason and Randy, uh, but we're going to uh, make it part of today's podcast since last week's went for an hour and a half. I promise this week's will not be an hour and a half program, probably closer to 45 minutes or something. So um, I hope hopefully you guys enjoy what we're doing here. A uh, couple things to talk about real quick. Um we have 952 members now on our Living in the 80s Facebook page, which is really cool. I mean, I mean, I talk about this probably every week, but when I first created this thing, it was really just to put something up there to connect with with folks that I'm, you know, have been friends with forever, and um, just expose 80s nostalgia with each other and. I mean, I look through here and I see tons of posts on with music videos, movie posters, funny memes. Um, I've been posting a lost gem of the day. Uh, so basically, as my brain remembers songs from the 80s, I, I put them up there. And again, it's funny because I still listen to this stuff all the time. But the fact that um, maybe some of you don't listen to 80s music all the time... Um, the songs I listen to all the time may be some things that are forgotten about by you. Uh, like this week, I, I used um, The Kings and Steel Breeze and Night Ranger so far. So these are things that are just on some playlists that I listen to. So 
just thought I'd share some of this stuff with you. So I'm sitting here right now nursing an icy cold bottle of Ale 8, the official soft drink of living in the 80s. And I'm sitting here and seeing the frost on the side of the bottle. It's really giving me the energy and the the motivation I need to do today's podcast. So uh, like I mentioned, up to 952 members on this page. It's beyond what I thought it would be. Um, I didn't really have any expectations, to be honest with you. I just figured I would invite my friends and we would go from there. But those friends are inviting friends and they're inviting friends. And uh, I think it's really, really neat gig. And um, I'm, I mentioned this also. We are also on um, star1079.com. So you can go there and hear this podcast every Saturday morning. And there's you know well over a thousand people a week listening to this podcast. So it has really taken off. And I also announced on the Facebook page this week that um, we now have a website. So feel free to go to the website. Um, there's some links to 80s pages there and things associated with the 80s. So if you feel like it, go to livinginthe80s.us. And from there, you can... Uh, there's not a ton there that will be expanding, but you know, right now there's some links and About Us page and things like that. So what do the 80s mean to me? So from the heart... Uh, when 1980 rolled around, I was 14 years old. And as a, well, actually I was 13. I did not turn 14 until July of 1980. But I was in the eighth grade at the start of the 80s. And by the end of the 80s, I was 23 years old and married with a child. So a lot of my life uh, happened a lot of memories a lot of things went on during that time frame and these are very fond memories for me so i think everybody kind of gravitates towards that decade or that period of time that they grew up that they felt like they were um in their sweet spot in their zone like like back before we had jobs and responsibilities and things like that. I know on the first episode, we kind of talked a little bit about uh, what that decade truly was. But to me, like I think about people I hung out with. I think about jobs that I had. I think about the cars that I drove back then, the music I listened to, the movies I went to see, the clothes I was wearing. Pretty much the same clothes I wear today. Jeans and and tennis shoes. <laughs> so there's a lot, lots of, lots of awesome memories from back then. So the, the Facebook page, the website, this podcast, this is a place for all of us kindred spirits of that time frame to just get together and discuss and reminisce and like share things like maybe we didn't know about that decade and not to glorify the decade, but more the time that time that we were we were growing up then and becoming uh going from children becoming you know teenagers and then adults like i like i could remember record stores that i went to with friends i remember um like staying all night at each other's houses and you know laughing till late in the morning um late in the evening early the next day uh, watching movies, just creating memories, and I think each one of us have got those kind of memories, those once in a lifetime time capsule type memories that we can look back on and that are unique to us. 
And uh, in a few weeks, I want to do a special podcast where I want to ask you guys to send me messages of of some fond memories of when you were uh, when you were growing up, when you were actually uh, going to school on your paper route, your first jobs, all those kind of things. So uh, I am excited about what where we're at so far. In, in, in our journey traveling through the 80s and sharing these memories together. And I am ecstatic uh, that there's so much participation, so many people are buying in that uh, I, I just really can't wait to, uh, to see what you guys have to say and see your memories. So, you know, stay tuned. The best is yet to come for this podcast and the website and, and the Facebook page and this whole community. So nobody's more excited about this than I am. So without further ado, we are going to get on our normal trek, and we are going to talk about um, this week. Um, the uh, if you have, if you're just listening to us for the first time, what we do is we take a, a year and we'll spotlight some of the social media or not social media that wasn't even two words that went together back in the day. Uh, some of the um, media trends, uh, the pop culture trends from back in in the '80s and. And this is one of my favorite segments of the show. This week we are going to spotlight the year 1983. We're going to go through the movies, TV shows, and the top songs of 1983. So the top movies of 1983 were number five, Tootsie. Number four, The Black Stallion Returns. Number three, High Road to China. Number two was The Outsiders. And the number one movie this week in 1983 was Spring Break. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've seen Spring Break. Was not really that impressed with it. It was one of those movies that kind of wrote on the cocktail... Cocktails? I don't think that was a thing. Uh, On the coattails of movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Animal House, Porky's. And I think because of the Spring Break theme... And being marketed as that type of movie, it got a lot of people going to the theaters, only to probably be disappointed like I was. So Spring Break was the number one movie. Personally, out of that list, The Outsiders is the one that does it for me. One of the best casts. Casts. That's a hard word to say. One of the best casts uh, assembled in the 80s. He had Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Ralph Macchio, Emilio Estevez. Um, I don't know if I mentioned Rob Lowe or not. Uh, but um, Matt Dillon was another one in that movie. That's just a, an awesome movie based on the book, uh, the same name. Uh, that is probably one of my top 10 80s movies. So, yeah, The Outsiders would have been my number one that week, but instead <laughs> Spring Break was. Uh, the top TV shows. Um, number five, Simon and Simon. Number four, Magnum P.I. Number three was That's Incredible. Number two was Dallas, and number one, actually, uh, the Thornbirds is number one. And looking through the statistics from from this week back then, uh, it was a mini series. It was like on five consecutive nights, and it was one, two, three, four, and five in the rankings. So the rest of these were like uh, six through ten. But um, we'll just put the Thornbirds at number one, and the other shows were shows that people also watched and rank, ranked pretty high. And now on to the music of 1983 this week. In touch with- 
Number three was Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. You know, back in those days, I was a pretty big Duran Duran fan. Not, uh, I never saw them in concert, but I had their albums. I just really liked the way that, that they sounded, and they sounded awesome with headphones on because, you know, all the, the producing and the slick, you know, channel-to-channel thing going on. That was uh, that was just really, yeah, I, I just really liked Duran Duran. Saw them a lot on MTV, and just that they took music, I uh, think, to a different level. Um, for that that kind of new wave genre, that next phase of the new wave. So Hungry Like the Wolf is a great song, uh, very slick video. Uh, They were probably known as much for their appearance and their videos as they were the music. If if their, their looks and the videos and stuff didn't exist and this band only had to rely on the music, they probably would have been uh, more revered than they are you know, all these years later. I think people still look back at that image that Duran Duran had and thought, you know, hey, that's Duran Duran, they're the MTV guys. Well, I think they would have had a great career had it not even been for MTV um, if people would, would, would just listen and gave that band a chance. But uh, all these years later, um, every once in a while they pop up in, you know, different concerts and things like that. And, you know, they're a really, really good, solid, uh, very talented band. So number three was Hungry Like the Wolf. The number two song this week in 1983 was Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. I will be honest, this song drives me nuts. I do not like Culture Club. Now, I will be completely transparent and honest with you. Back when Culture Club and Boy George and all that hit, I liked them. Um, hit, Boy George had a, a good soulful voice. The band was tight. Like they, to me, they, they seemed like a, a talented band. And, and I don't want to take away from their talent. But just hearing them today just drives me nuts. Like, I, I just can't. And every time I hear this song, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? I think of George in The Wedding Singer every single time. In fact, I would rather hear George than hear Boy George. That's all I have to say about that. And the number one song this week in 1983 was Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. This song is absolutely iconic. Like, even to this day when this song comes on, it still sounds as fresh to me as it did when it was first released. And I think most people would probably agree, hey, love or hate Michael Jackson, whatever, this Thriller album was one of the greatest pieces of music from start to finish uh, that we've seen in, in pop music in history. Um, a lot has been said about this album. It's the number two selling album of all time. And uh, it, it really catapulted Michael Jackson from a star 
to a, a superstar. But this song with the bass line and the video, just his seamless vocals, it was just, just an amazing song. So that was the number one song this week in 1983 from the album Thriller was um, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. So also on the charts in 1983, this is something I'm going to do that's a little bit different. I pick out three other songs in the top 100 from that week that I was listening to back then. So one of them, uh, I remember this song would be on the radio almost every single day on my way to school. Uh, It was Separate Ways, uh, Worlds Apart, it's in parentheses there, by Journey. Journey has, even to this day, one of my favorite bands. Steve Perry has my favorite rock and roll voice of all time. Uh, I could listen to this guy sing cereal box ingredients, and and he would have me the whole time. Uh, this band uh, has it, they've been they've been doing this for over forty years. They're an amazing band, even though. Right now, a lot of the pieces and parts are different. It uh, still has Neil Sean and Jonathan Kane there. They still make great music together, but not like their prime lineup uh, from back then. So, anyhow, that song was on every day on my way to school during this time period. And I absolutely, this is one of my favorite Journey songs. Absolutely love it. When the very beginning of the song starts, it just it just catapults me back to 1983 in my 1967 Chevelle uh, driving my friends to school. So, Separate Ways, great song. Another song I was listening to back then, uh, another part of my music genre expanding personality was Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Um, this was, uh, uh, even still, this is another song that today I listen to and just, I, I love The Clash. Uh, one of my favorite uh, punk slash new wave bands of the era. They've just they've always had a great sound. They've always kind of you know uh, spoke to me. Um, their their my favorite Clash album was was uh, London Calling, which is pretty much near a perfect album. So uh, the Clash should I stare should I go also on the music charts. And then the third one. Uh, a, a guy that I actually saw in concert for the first time a few years ago, uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, uh, Shame on the Moon. This is an awesome song. Bob Seger in concert uh, is phenomenal. And I hear he's retiring, but I'm sure there's probably going to be some uh, Blu-rays or uh, digital downloads or whatever of his final tour. But uh, i tell you what, when I saw him in concert... Uh, uh, Jay Giles' band opened up for him. But when I saw him in concert, it is probably one of the best mixed concerts ever. You know, sometimes it, the the noise is so loud, it's so distorted, you can't really hear all the vocals clear, or like a, a certain instrument overpowers the vocals, and they're all kind of fighting to for your ear's attention. Like, the the sound mix in this concert was phenomenal. And his voice sounded just as fresh as it did back then like he's got just one of those voices that that's just, just a great rock and roll voice so uh number uh, i number whatever i don't remember what it was is probably nine or ten i i looked at it earlier earlier in the week but shame on the moon is a song i always loved so um 
that's it for this week in 1983. Island at last. Soon all the Cap'n Crunch cereal will be mine. It's the thought. We gotta stop him from finding the Cap'n Crunch. I've got an idea. Now for the signs of the Cap'n Crunch. Ah, golden sweet Cap'n Crunch cereal this way. Eight more pieces. Cap'n Crunch, a delicious part of a balanced breakfast. There it is. Oh no, you can't get away with the crunch. Now! Because the crunch always gives you away. Fool! As I mentioned earlier, because last week's episode was so long, we decided to go ahead and uh, break it up into two parts. So uh, this first part here from last week was me and uh, Jason and Randy. I was uh, quizzing them on 80s trivia. So as we're talking about you know the different things here, let, let's see how you do. All right, I have Randy and Jason here with me. Uh, What's up? You remember them last week? They were here for the um, episode on uh, cartoons. So I thought I would kind of put them to the test here a little bit. So you guys each get to answer, and then I'll tell you it after you've both answered if you're if you're right or not. Um, so the game is: Are they from the '80s? Okay. So you need to tell me if these products were, you know, from the '80s oh, or, those are or products? not. Oh, products, products. I did not uh, do well whooping Rob or whatever Matt called it when he was asking me trivia Kicking questions. Kicking Rob Fott's butt? Yeah. yeah. I didn't do very well, uh, which I didn't expect to. So I don't I don't think I'll fare well here either. Well, you might do okay. So we'll start off with something. These things are all kind of associated with the 80s, sort okay. of. So, you know, it's kind of you know, where they weren't they? Uh, first one is Reebok. 80s. 80s. Randy? I'm going to say before the 80s. Okay. Randy's right. 1958, the first pair of Reeboks. Were, yeah, I was going to say I was going to say 60s. Yeah, they were they were they were um, they they were in England. They're a British brand that came to America probably 85. I'm guessing I had a pair of so, you know, Reeboks back mm-hmm. then. Mike Rutherford still rocks them. <laughs> Black high tops. So so you're asking like when did they start or when, when did, did they, they come start? into prominence? When did they, well, when did they start? Because like you just said, they came to America in 85. So I wouldn't have a freaking clue about what British people are wearing. Yeah. Well, back before. in the 80s, you kind of knew they were an older brand. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's okay. You're mm. right. You're right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll call it a this, mulligan. This is like on our podcast. We say it's like who's like, none of this matters. Yeah, none of it, <laughs> none of it matters in the least. Okay. Uh, Rubik's Cube. 1980s. Before 80. Before 80. You're right, Randy. 1974. Yeah, I knew that one, actually. I didn't know the exact year, but I knew it was pre-80s. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't marketed, wasn't available to the public until 77, but it's still pre-1980, so... Yeah, good job. So Rubik's That's Cube. That's another one I would say got more popular in the 80s. Like. Yeah, rose to popularity in the 80s. Yeah. Gotcha. What about the kids game Simon? Definitely the 80s. I want to say 80s on that one. Okay. Or 1978, as we like Ooh, to say. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that was, a, uh, that was definitely an 80s one. Speaking of toys, uh, the Mattel Electronic Football. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that an 80s product? No. Before, no. before you're right. It's 1977. Because yeah. you mentioned that you had one, so it had to be old. Yes, <laughs> I did. Well, I, 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 Thanks. Dad had one. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, um, that's old. So. Yes. Yeah. Similar to, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but similar to Simon. Do you guys remember Merlin? 
I do remember Merlin. The, the red, yeah, like it looked like a red phone. It was more educational. The, yeah, yeah. you played tic tac toe, yeah. and there was like twenty games you could play on it. Kind of like uh, what was the <clears throat> Joshua the the video the the game in War Games. Yeah. yeah, you ever watch War Games? Oh yeah, great movie. That, Randy, you'd love this. Game. What? It's a, it's a movie. Matthew, it's, it's, it's born in '83. It put Matthew Broderick on the map. It's yeah, it's pre Ferris Bueller. It's oh, like I, I get that one out and watch it probably once a year at least. So in fact, I might watch this afternoon after That's later on. So shall we play a game? Yeah. Would you like to play a game? So and they made a remake of it, which really wasn't too bad, but still not the original. Okay. Uh, next, Dunkaroos. <clears throat> You remember Dunkaroos? A little... I do. I actually remember those a lot in the nineties. Yeah. Um, was I'm that a shoe? Say... No, it was a. It was like a, it was a little like graham like cracker, that... basically with ice. Yeah. Think about your little <laughs> no, your that, little that lunchable container there. It was kind of it was like graham crackers. You dipped it in, in icing, yeah. kind of like like the, the cheese and cracker kind of thing. I, I would but have it was to say that sounds more nineties. It have to be like late eighties. I'm gonna say. So are you saying that came out in the eighties or the nineties? If it came out in the eighties, we're talking the September eighty nine cutoff. Yeah. Sort of like the Simpsons. I'm gonna say it's nineties. Okay, you're you're both right. It's nineteen ninety. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Right All right. Um, here's one more for you. The Pontiac Fiero. Ha! My good friend, I was just texting, actually owns and drives an 11 second 1987 Pontiac Fiero. Nice. With a supercharged 3800 engine swapped into nice. it. So I would have to, yeah, the Fiero was definitely the 80s. Yes. 84. Uh, I believe it was 84, yes. It's supposed to be the I, poor man's Ferrari. I wanted a Fiero. They had the they had speakers in the headrests. Mm-hmm. So I, I I loved that car. Yeah, I know. I actually know a lot because my, my friend Buck, I know about Fieros. So nice. that one was easy for me. Fieros are great. There was one for sale in Grove City and. I, I wouldn't buy one today, but you should because the the you you'd be amazed how many people have these things and are uh-huh. swapping engines in them and really really yeah I'm telling you man <laughs> I, I didn't believe it until he showed me two years ago he went to Illinois to a meet there's like fifteen hundred Fieros that and, is fine that there yeah. are fifteen hundred Fieros still running <laughs> right yeah, wow, that's crazy all right uh, here's another one for you the Chevrolet Chevette is my Chevette. Uh, that's, 70s. Yeah, that's pre-80s. Yeah, definitely 70s. I believe it's like 76 or so. It was out for... I had a Chevette. I had an 82 Chevette. Shout out to Audio Probably Adrenaline. in about 92 yep. is when I had mine. Zero yeah. to 60 sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, that's one of my that's favorite right. I, I'm, just, song I'm just so proud right now. Yeah. I know Randy knows the song. <laughs> you tuned me on to that, and then when Andy... You remember Andy. He bought yep. a Chevette. Uh, I put that on a cassette tape so we could listen to it in the Chevette. Because <laughs> nice. yep. it didn't have a CD player. So. Oh, my, my buddy, goodness. My buddy Mike McCoy... Shout out to Mike. Um, he was the first one to have a car, and it was a Chevette. And so we would all pile into that thing. Looked like a clown car. It was like, you know, five The thing about those and the, the Dodge Omnis or something, if somebody parked it closer, you could just pick it up with a few friends and move it. <laughs> that was always fun to mess with people. You kind of lift up the rear end and pivot it around. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was great. All right, got just a couple more left here. Um, what about Swatch watches? Definitely 80. Probably, well, it came. I would say, came to prominence in the eighties. It's Swiss, so it was probably big over. I want to Europe say pre eighties. Pre eighties? Uh, no, nineteen eighty three. Oh, okay. You're born. Nineteen eighty three. So that was uh, that was one. What about? Uh, remember the shoot ruse? I do not. With a little condom zipper on the oh the shoe side. Ruse? No. Yeah, remember ruse? I don't remember it. I saw somebody posted on the Facebook page, I believe. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. And was talking about, you know, I think Matt said I wanted some of those. I don't remember those, so mm-hmm. I am going to go out on a limb here. 
and say those are from the 80s. Definitely. I think it was the 80s. It was 1978. Uh, I almost said <coughs> 1978. I, um, I think I had a pair of Roos, but I definitely remember Kicks. I had a pair of Kicks. Or Tracks. 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 I remember Tracks. They were at Kmart. That was uh-huh. a Kmart show. I had a red, white, and blue pair. I think they were white with red and blue stripes. And Mine were on. blue with white stripes. Nice. Okay, and the last one, speaking of shoes, um, Asics. Oh, geez. I'm going to say these came out in the 80s. Asics. I would say pre-80s for Asics. Yeah, 1977. Oh, so it yeah. came to forefront in... I have no clue on Asics. I've well, never owned a pair, never thought about them. I know of them. They're, they're very good. They're good running shoe. Very good wrestling shoe. Yeah, that's too. why I don't know about them, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't run or wrestle. That's good. Gotcha. Yep. Actually, uh, my, my wrestling shoes are wear Asics. Um, so, yeah, the um, they were originally called Tigers. Hmm. Uh, and Asic was like an off, it was like a, hmm. a model, like the, the Asic Tiger, like. It was like a model of, and they eventually just started calling them all Asics. But I used to want a pair of Tigers, but but it's like when it comes time to buy them, it's like, you know, I'm going to go to the Nikes. That was just kind of my... I never liked Nikes. I didn't like how they fit my feet. Oh, I, I, I still wear Nikes today. So, and okay, I'm sorry, there is one last one. I don't know, if for some reason we're just on shoes today. British Knights. 90s. 90s? I think they came out late 80s think it was late 80s I think so well um they actually okay i will say they came they were around for a while came to prominence in the 90s 1983 oh 1983 yeah. I, I do remember my brother having some so I was right playing was junior high 80s. school i was just wrong he, about where the 80s. yeah so yeah that's it so hey that's it for trivia time uh thanks and uh let's on with the show and now here we are to the last segment of our show which will be our discussion on our favorite 80s breakfast cereals. So, as I mentioned earlier, last week, Jason, Randy, and I had the conversation about our favorite 80s breakfast cereals, and we had the poll on Facebook, and these were the results for uh, for everything you guys voted on. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I am over 40. I'm well over 40, and uh, I still eat children's cereal for breakfast every day. So right now I have a uh, box of Chocolate Lucky Charms in my cabinet. I'm about halfway through. Don't judge me. I have just have never grown up. For that, I do not apologize. So uh, before we get into that discussion, we have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get on with it. I know Cool, and Cool's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal. It's getting on the team, the team that knows how cool breakfast can be. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Golden sweet crispy teas. One bite and you're gonna be eating with the team that's teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. Okay, guys, welcome back. Here we are now. Uh, talk giving, talking about our top five cereals of the '80s. Randy, you seem like you're you're very uh, yeah breakfast cereals, not like soap operas. Well, that was just a, that was just a smooth intro. I liked it. Uh, you know what? I, tired. I put the ooh then smooth. There you go. That's right. So um, definitely got the ooh part. He's, yeah. he's on ooh. a sugar crash from yeah. all the yes, it is. Bears. All the gummy bears got me all wigged out. Yeah. So um, before we get into our top five list, um, Jason compiled a list. Now, currently, 
if there is like a movie tie-in, like there's Toy Story cereal. I've seen um, like the Princess and the Little Mermaid and all those little cereal tie-ins to, to movies and stuff. And they're always out temporarily. But Jason's got a list here of some cereals. He posted on Facebook, but asked him to share it with us today, uh, some of those uh, cereals that come to mind. Yep, in the 80s you had... Uh, now, <clears throat> today they don't necessarily make the actual cereals. They just have those characters, you know, promoting that cereal. Right. Like if it's, you know, Rice Krispies with a Little Mermaid on them or something. But these were actual... I don't um, know, this Toy Story 4 cereal is delicious, and that's what it's called. Oh, it is? Okay. You know, oh, yeah, it's oh, wonderful. Cool. Um, but they had, uh, back in the day, they had G.I. Joe's. They had C-3PO's, which was actually really popular. I don't know they why. They taste like crap, though. Yeah. I remember them. Yeah. I don't they know. named it after they, a robot. They, well, it tastes like, like all gold. It tastes like, like stale, yeah, stale honeycombs, I think is what they kind of taste like. Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, I don't know why R2-D2 got screwed on that one, but they got C-3PO's, and um, they had uh, G.I. Joe, they had uh, Smurfberry Crunch. Uh, Mr. T had his own cereal, and he pitied the fool who didn't eat it. And um, the Gremlins had a cereal. Strawberry Shortcake had a cereal. There was, there was quite a few. So, um, we all fondly remember waking up on a Saturday morning, getting a bowl of cereal out, watching the cartoons like we talked about last week. But, like, at my house, it was typically Cheerios, Rice Krispies, or Corn Flakes. Put your own sugar on, but not too much. That stuff's expensive. It must have been nice to be able to afford the cereal that came in a cardboard box. It, it was. <laughs> well, they, they didn't have the bag cereal back then. The or or, or the... you know we would have had that. But but, but every grocery day, mom would come home with that stuff, but she would always have like one box of the good stuff. You know, sugar. the, the sugary-powered yeah. awesomeness. Like like one of my favorites that didn't quite make the list here was Super Sugar Crisp. Which, yes. which now they call like Golden Crisp or something it's not like the that. Same. No, it tastes the same. It, I think it's exactly the same cereal, but it's got that PC name now. Uh, well, yeah. We can't call it sugar explosions or nothing. But we can put all kinds of chemicals in it and call it something else. Yeah, there's probably more chemicals now than right. back then. Can we talk about the biggest travesty in cereal? What? The reducing of the size of the boxes. Oh, yeah. they shrunk. There's a big thing out there. If you, if you don't know, look it up. They kept cereal the same price. The reason cereal's not changed since the 80s mm-hmm. is they just keep making the boxes smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> actually, 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 horse, that's horse I'm keeping it G-rated for you. That's right. <laughs> what was it you said last week, Jason? Um, uh, I can't remember what he said. Anyhow, it was something about that, what? that wasn't. Tra- kick the trash out of him. <laughs> yeah, kick the trash the trashes, out of him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so what happened was the, the, the price for cereal kept going up. And Congress ordered them to to lower the price, so they did, and they and they made a little smaller boxes. But ever since then, the prices have been more regulated. That's why you can go to the store and get like a two ninety nine box of cereal that would have cost like five ninety nine ten years ago or something. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of happy for that because you know even at fifty three years old, I still eat sugary cereal every day. If you're going to eat cereal, eat. that's the only cereal to eat. Yeah, They're, don't give me cornflakes. Don't bet these Cheerios, and I just I can't bring myself to accept the fact that my wife of going it'll be 15 years this June can just sit there and eat Cheerios straight. Yeah, Carla eats uh, mini wheats and, unless they're of the honey nut variety. No, that yeah, that's honey different. nut Cheerios. Honey nut Cheerios are good. Yep. Mini wheats are trash. Frosted mini wheats I can get through. My dad always it's like Cheerios. Sugar coated wicker furniture, but I can eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the non sugary cereals. Burn them. 
Yeah. Bench them, trash them. My 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 favorite that. Um, it's the coronavirus of cereals. My my favorite of all time has been Golden Grams. Absolutely love Golden Grams. I love Golden Grams too. Good. I, I'm <clears throat> kind of surprised it did not make this list as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, my so favorite way to eat. What's your favorite way to eat cereal? You put anything in it, anything on it? Milk. It's a sugary. Now, if I get like. And you always put cereal first, then pour the milk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. My okay. cousins used to do milk and then cereal. That's I so couldn't figure that out. You don't know how much milk this is. You mess up the ratio. Yeah. You can't oh, do yeah. That. Yep. Now, here's my favorite thing to do, and it would fit with any cereal mm-hmm. on this. And I forget, I haven't pulled the list back up. Um, put a little bit of peanut butter in with it. I don't care what it is. Frosted Flakes. Golden grams and just get a little bit of peanut butter on the spoon with each scoop, just a little. Crunchy or creamy? Cream. Who eats crunchy peanut butter? What's wrong with crunchy? You need to listen butter. to my podcast. Crunchy peanut butter. You're paying somebody for a half done job. You crunch all them peanuts. No, you're getting pay. extra peanuts. You're getting extra. Yeah, you're getting peanuts, they're not all the up. same size. But there's actual peanuts inside peanuts. of them. I don't want peanuts. If I want peanuts, I'll buy peanuts. You said. I want, you said peanuts. Look, Peanut butter and right. jelly. <laughs> yeah, okay. everything else I get free. <laughs> no, I just didn't say you said peanuts. Peanuts. Okay, yes. thank you. Space bar. Um, it's <laughs> I mean, yeah, slow down. Throw us off a little bit. No, crunchy peanut butter is not spreadable. Uh, it votes for communists. Uh, <laughs> it will kick you in the shins and never say sorry. It is unfinished product for the same price, and those peanuts take up space where good creamy peanut butter could be. Fact. They don't really take up that much space. Oh, it's it adds up. Well, I like either creamy or or crunchy peanut butter, but I'm not putting it on my cereal or on pancakes. People put it on pancakes. That's communist. That's wrong. Maple syrup only. Have you ever tried... You don't even put butter on your pancakes? Oh, butter, yeah. Yeah. Butter, of course. Have you ever tried cereal with any peanut butter in it? No. So you're speaking on things of which you have no experience I'm speaking on things... Peanut butter crunch. That's not peanut butter on a cereal. No, it's peanut butter. Okay, Randy, just for for you, the next time I I get an appropriate... Peanut butter ready cereal. I'll eat it. Like right, anything. like right now, I'm going through a box of Lucky Charms. Works. Works. No. Well, I, I want to. I, I will try, try it on the air. I want you to take a bite on the okay. air on your on your podcast. We'll do it. Okay. Fair. Right, we'll have do you it. Had, share it to the, have to you had the chocolate Lucky page. Charms. Oh, I've got a box in there right now. Yes, that that's when I get done with this box. It's a box. That is chocolate Lucky Charm. Chocolate Lucky Charm. Yes. Chocolate Lucky You're Charms. You're for women. That's like, that's like getting Moose Tracks ice cream. We're getting the chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Chocolate. So chocolate lucky be, before before right. we get our top five list, there there is a list here, and I, I forgot to mention last week, but my daughter Kayla Artrip actually put these lists together for us. Like she went through the painstaking effort of counting these votes. So, I thought you did all that. I did every week until this week. Wow. Good for you. Thank you, Kayla. Yes. I would yes. not do this for our podcast. Kayla's, I don't care. Kayla's super awesome. Taking this yeah. podcast to the next level. That's right. So Taking um, it to 11. So here are some, some things that receive some votes. Um, Quisp. Yeah. Quisp kind of tastes like a That's, not enough sugary Captain Crunch. That yeah. Quisp is a Save a Lot brand Captain Crunch. <laughs> no, it was. It it's, was it's not. It was, no, no, it, it's. it's I, it was legit. discount grocery cereal. It doesn't. No, it tastes. It's more cardboard than anything. Okay. I, I never had Quisp. So Quisp, cinnamon life. I remember cinnamon life. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad good. one. Yeah, it's a good. Peanut one. butter goes good with it. Corn pops. <laughs> Love Corn me pops. some pops. Here's the thing. Not Corn all pops. the time. Have you ever had it dry? Yeah, it's better dry. I disagree. I think it's better with the milk. 
No. But the problem is you got to eat it quick because if you let it sit in the milk too long, you lose all flavor and you're eating packing peanuts. Like, yeah, like, yeah that's true. It's like, like the, for me, it's a fine line. It's not bad dry. They even like float like milk, that, you don't gotta they? You got to eat it like, you got to pour it and eat it. <laughs> Cocoa Puffs. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah? I've had better chocolatey cereals. Okay. Like chocolate. <laughs> wait, are we about to get cereal snobby on this podcast? I think we are. I think we are. These people talk about like the like best you, barbecue you and stuff. Your, We're talking about the, the best cereal. Hey, now, I just isn't working for me. your pinky up? <laughs> <laughs> Special K. No. Ugh. I like Special K. It's okay. You're old. Did you like it in the 80s? Yeah, yeah you like Special I did. K because you, need, did to you? Be, you yeah. need to be regular. Wow. That's why you need yeah, it. Special K is fine. Corn checks. Mm. They're okay. That's Wicker Special K. Yeah. yeah. Kaboom. Never heard of it. Never heard of nah, it. Yeah, it's kind of like tricks ish. Super Sugar Crisp. We talked about that. Yep, good Nothing one. but amazing. Good one. Life. Ugh. Um, if you get enough sugar, it's okay. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'll put sugar peanut butter. Load on. it up. Yeah. Same, same thing with kicks. I always had to put a ton that's of That's kid tested, mother approved. And they said it's on kid. You notice they don't say it's kid approved. Yeah. It's right. kid tested. But yeah. the mom approved it, so yeah. there's Kid, a reason. The kids being tested are projectile vomiting all over the room. Yeah. But, you know, which, moms which, are like, I like it. Yeah, which is funny because the next one is kicks. Oh, nice. <laughs> on the list, which is kicks to me, and, and right above that is tricks. Kicks is tricks without the artificial flavoring. Yeah. Yeah. Same shape, it's, little it's balls and stuff. But, I don't uh, think it's vanilla, man. It's like flavorless. Well, almost. yeah. It's, it's like, weird. Tastes like corn or something. But I like kicks with enough sugar. Cracklin' Oat Bran. Who voted for that? I don't think I've... <laughs> I actually have a box. I had a bowl the other day. How wow. Old, how old are you? <laughs> I don't think I would. I like me if some crackling oat said, brand. And I said yes, and they said this is all I have, I'd probably pass. I'm like, oh, do you have any Unless water? I'm not saying it was good. I, my mom... No ice cubes I can chew on? Remember Todd Amlin at, at yes. camp? With, like, okay, so... Okay, but, well, there's a lot Todd used to do at camp. Yeah, Todd's weird. So, <laughs> so we would do, like, what happened is, is at church camp... Like, we would have what we called Midnight Buffet. So, yes. pretty much after the campers were all asleep, a couple of the counselors would stay behind. But then the rest of us would go over to the, the cafeteria. Yeah, most of us. Go over to the cafeteria where the cooks would leave us food that we can go eat. And the best was cereal because there were these massive, huge boxes of, of cereal. Industrial size. Yes. So, like, I would always gravitate toward, like, the Captain Crunch. That was, like, my go-to, I guess. From Great the, with peanut butter. From the choices there. Maybe sometimes some Fruit Loops or something. But we'd get our milk and cereal, and we'd put them in, like, mixing bowls. Yeah. Biggest and, bowls we could find. And, and the biggest spoons and eat them. But our friend Todd Amlin would put water on his cereal instead of milk. And that's He's the second person in my life I've known to do that. The he's only the only communist I've ever seen do that. was a kid that. that I grew up with that was, like, not just lactose intolerant, but, like, it would basically send them to the hospital they had milk kind of thing oh. i forget what they had and all they ever knew growing up was water on cereal because that's what their, all their parents could do <laughs> I, so to me i was like okay well if milk's going to kill you okay you're trying an alternative yeah. and you've never had milk you so you pass. don't know what it tastes you like. get a pass on that i remember like, i remember having a conversation with todd and i asked him like why would you put water on the cereal says because i like it i'm like are you poor <laughs> <laughs> i mean like, unbelievable so go buy it Get a cow. I'll, get, a cow I'll, I'll give you some, some milk. Did, did the Water Beach up no and take go. your milk money? Right. Government will give you box milk. I mean, yeah, no kidding. Something. Um, frosted Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. I thought Lucky Charms were already frosted. Nope. Just the, just I've never even heard Frosted Lucky Charms. That was in the 80s? I, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember them. I don't remember I think what somebody just was. voted for yeah. it. Maybe they meant to say Frosted <laughs> Flakes and it came out. Frosty Frosty charms. Maybe they mixed both of them. Maybe they, they did. Yeah, Maybe they did. came out with more letters. Cookie crisp. 
Yes. Cookie Love crisp. Cookie yep. Crisp. Yeah, that, that is definitely an 80s. It's a knockoff chocolate chip cookies, but it still tastes good. Yes. I, you eat them dry, and they will cut your mouth open. Yeah. They will. Fruit Loops. Yep. Classic. I like Fruit Loops. That's a classic. Yeah. Classic. Frankenberry. Love it. Oh, Love yeah. it. This would this would get my vote of 80s cereals. It's, yeah. I, I posted the other day. So if you take Frankenberry and Booberry and half and half them into a bowl... That is delicious. I would go. I would get, get down on that. See, yeah. blueberry was my favorite. Yeah, blueberry I was love great. Blueberry. And then their cousin Count Chocula was Count also Chocula. great. Yep. Uh, Crunchberries. I mm. vaguely remember this. Yeah, they're kind of. I feel like I I would eat this if I had it, but it, they're in the Captain Crunch family. This yeah. is, imagine Captain Crunch with a few like oh, yeah, yeah, berry yeah, flavored yeah. balls on it. A couple little tricks. Okay, balls yeah, I do like yeah. those. Yep. Um, Wheaties. No. no, I love Wheaties. Wheaties are Wheaties are poor people corn or uh, Frosted Flakes. Bull crap! Wheaties are like seven dollars a box. That's stupid. Then yeah, it's well, you, you got to pay for. You know what that is? Then yeah. that's hipster gluten free Frosted <laughs> that's, Flakes. Yeah, that's like the, the I'll take, Frosted Flakes. I'll take flakes. some Wheaties. That sugar's not organic. <laughs> corn Flakes. Same thing. That, that's poor corn, people. Wheaties. Corn Flakes. <laughs> that's corn Flakes is the original. Yeah, cornflakes is the original. Corn flakes, they might be the first breakfast cereal. Cornflakes is bread. It was. It's, it's it only is. as good as what you put on it. That's what like, Doctor Henry bread. Kellogg mm-hmm. that actually invented cornflakes as wow. a as a nutritional. Because he had. Did you ever see that movie with uh, John Cusack and Anthony Perkins, Anthony Hopkins about? Uh, it was about Kellogg and his his um, sanatorium. No, nope, but I'm going to watch it. He had all. It's the true story of. Dr. Henry Kellogg, and he was a, a fitness um, guru at the time. It was like the 1800s. And he um, he had like all of these really crazy um, fitness ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and but his brother, John Cusack, was trying to like, um, you know, steal ideas from him. And so it's basically that he introduced, his brother actually introduced the cornflakes, but Kellogg got the... Got the uh, the rights and the recognition. Nice. I don't know if that part. I have to true. check it out. What's it's, the name of the movie? This is the uh, something wellness. Yeah, I'll just I'll just Google John Cusack because he's like my favorite actor. IMDb. So yeah, I use actually IMDb was our official movie source and TV source Always last mine. week. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Golden Grams. This is in my normal rotation today. Yeah, even Grams still. is one of my all-time favorites. I believe, all-time favorite, yeah. I, yeah, that's a great one. I, who wouldn't vote that in their top five? That's crazy. Just craziness. Um, Cocoa Pebbles. Yum. Mm. Any of the chocolate cereals, and you're, you're being bougie by your chocolate cereal, apparently, they all taste bougie. the same to me. Yeah. Well, and that, that I, could they, just they, be they my taste. Of do, except Count Chocolate has a marshmallows. Well, that's different. Though. I'm just saying that the chocolate cereal itself... It's all pretty much the same thing. But it turns the milk chocolatey. It does. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying when you say yeah. Cocoa Puffs, Cocoa I like, Pebbles. I like Cocoa Pebbles, Pebbles all as of a that. chocolate cereal. I mean, I like the Fruity Pebbles, but it's just something about you got to shovel that stuff fast. Because oh, as soon as it stops be getting soggy. crispy, as soon as the milk a, hits it. You let it become a paste and you slather it on your tongue and suck it down. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, let's see here. Alphabets. I love alphabets. Yeah, Always have. Alphabets isn't for, bad. It's just one of those ones that I don't think of on the regular, I guess. If I'm at the store and I see them, I typically might buy a bowl. A few years ago, they tried taking the sugar out, making more like Cheerios, and that failed. Yeah. So they add the sugar back. and Alphabets okay. is like Lucky Charms without the marshmallows. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Which I do love. I love them both. Great with peanut butter. 
Well, maybe one day we'll have to find that out, Randy. Frosted Flakes would be next. Love Frosted Flakes. Love Frosted Flakes. Who doesn't Classic. like Frosted Flakes? Again, yeah. you got you to eat them pretty They're early great. on. They They're will great. get extra soggy. Yeah. They, well, all the cereal gets real soggy. Oh, so next, uh, we already talked about Booberry, the Monster it. Cereals, Count Chocula was right in here, too. Rice Krispies. Mm, classic. Lots of sugar. Gotta have sugar on it. Gotta See, that's the thing. You gotta... If we're Frosted voting, Rice Krispies now are great. Does, on our podcast, we review whiskeys or bourbons. We review them neat. So, mm-hmm. cereal-wise, this would not be near my top five right. without adding something to it. Same with mm-hmm. a lot of these. So, that's how I'm rating, rating them when I talk about them. Yeah. I would definitely have to have sugar or peanut butter or something on Rice Krispies. Yeah. Or yeah. in treat form. Yeah. Or something yeah, mixed in with treats. It. I mean, you couldn't... I mean, that's one of the greatest desserts if it wasn't for Rice Krispies. And, and the next, just outside of our top five, Cheerios, Beth's favorite cereal. I, you know, you got to add something to it. Okay. Gotta, Cheerios is not near my top five. Like the, the box has, it used to have anyway, pictures of strawberries cut up inside mm-hmm. of it. Got to cut up a banana and Cheerios. Now I can see maybe where peanut Even butter and Cheerios might peanut be Peanut butter okay. Cheerios is a slam. Uh, a banana Cheerios, I've had it. It's not enough. It's kind of like when you get to the end of the Lucky Charms or whatever, you have like three marshmallows and a whole bowl of Lucky Charms. I want more marshmallows. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I want a, if, if I, <laughs> I want a nanner in every bite if I'm eating nanners. <laughs> I've heard that about you. Uh, <laughs> I've got to have the nanner be more prevalent in my Cheerios. Um, gotcha. But, yeah, so for me, Cheerios isn't near the top five. The fact that people think that's a good cereal in and of itself I don't get it. Honey Nut Cheerios, I could talk about. Yeah, I that's think it's different. just probably because Which Honey like, Nut didn't even get a vote. Iconic, not know. a single vote for Honey Nut I Cheerios. Mean, it's like, iconic. It's fine. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't yeah. mean I, yeah. I'm not breaking things in my personal top five just because everybody else thinks it's great. So, so fun fact about Rob, which you guys could probably figure this out anyway. So I will get off on, and I know you guys probably do this too. You get off, get on YouTube, and just get <laughs> go, go through streams. Oh yeah. Of like. You like this video, listen to this. So I could spend an hour watching like old Cheerios commercials. <laughs> like, you know, with the Cheerios kid with the muscles and everything. So like those, like to me, that's childhood. Because like I had to eat Cheerios because you know, when you're, you know, when you've eaten up all of the blueberry, yeah, and you've not got the Cheerios. That would yeah. be for the next week you're having See, if you day. thought about putting peanut butter in it back then, it would have been so bad. Maybe. Maybe. But I ain't I'm putting sure, it on I'm my sure lucky you, charm. I'm sure, they can, uh, <laughs> I'm sure they have peanut butter Cheerios. I'm sure they do. There's a lot of variations. Okay, yeah. now with our top five. But that's different. Well, yeah. actually, there, there's a top six because there is a tie. Okay. Well, so one, one question I do have, and this is one thing that's kind of bothered me. I remember, obviously, commercials in the 80s as kids for all of these sugary cereals, you know, and all this kind of stuff. They would always say, part of this nutritious breakfast, you know, yeah. whatever. And they'd show a picture of a bowl of cereal. With a glass of milk, which you've already got milk in the cereal, but you got a glass of milk too, and a glass of orange juice, and a piece of toast. And fruit, and, and eggs, and, and all these other and, things. And, and it was like, and now it's like part of this nutritious breakfast, and you'd have like the bowl and a cup of coffee. I'm like, what What happened to all of this other stuff being <laughs> uh, a nutritious easy. breakfast? Coffee happened. Yeah. You drink your coffee yeah. and you're fine. Uh, yeah. Not me. I hate coffee. Well, oh, that's because you're a girl. You're a girl. <laughs> um, so number five, Lucky Charms. Love it. Love. How can you not love it's Lucky Charms? The best, They're magically um, delicious wherever they, they come are. from. Okay. You know all the marshmallows? Yeah, I know yeah. all the original marshmallows. The originals? That's probably yeah. what I know. Go what, ahead. What go. Hard Star Shoes. Nope. you got to go with the colors, man. Nope. Not when they sing it in the song, you know. Guys, hearts, moon, stars, clovers. That's the original nope. four. 
pink yep. hearts, orange stars. I'll bet you moves, $1 million before you were born. Blue diamonds and purple horseshoes. That was my generation. That's the 80s. Yeah, nobody sings them that way, though. This is an 80s hearts, podcast. Hearts, moon, stars, and clovers. Well, you, said the, you did say the original. You did say the original. Like, you, you had a fact that we That's didn't know about. That's the original to me. Well. First time I saw it. <laughs> your, your original needs updated to the facts, Jack. Ha! <laughs> So, yeah, Lucky Charms, love them. Had some this morning. Actually, I had marshmallows and stars this morning, the Aldi version, which oh. tastes just like regular Lucky Charms. You know, I, I really like a lot of Aldi's brand stuff. I do, too. Aldi should sponsor this podcast. Ooh, that'd be cool. They can give us some money. We don't speak German. They would pay so us in know. quarters they got out of the shopping carts or something. Did you know Aldi's owns Trader Joe's? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. I wish they'd put a Trader Joe's in Grove City. Yeah. Yeah. Like we need another grocery store in Grove City. Well, we could use a Trader Joe's. So, uh, drive to Polaris, you wuss. I don't want to drive to Polaris. Uh, I hate Easton. that. Where's I hate Easton? driving up there. It's at Easton. Yeah. Well, there's one at Beth, uh, Sawmill and 161 too. That's probably the closest to me, and I not. I don't like driving up there. But if I'm in the neighborhood, I'll go. I know it's because you're from anyway. Grove City. You don't like going outside of Grove City. Well, if, so I, don't, original, if I don't have to, <laughs> I go I Found to. the original Lucky Charms finally. Bring it. You have the pink hearts, yellow moons, orange stars, and green clovers. That's blue, it. Blue diamonds and purple. Blue horseshoes. diamonds came later. Blue diamonds came in seventy-five, still before eighty. Followed by purple horseshoes in eighty-three, red balloons in eighty-nine, green trees in ninety-one, green trees, rainbows in ninety-two, blue moons in ninety-five, leprechaun hats in ninety-seven, and then they started some other bull crap. I think they're doing. I think they're doing unicorns now. Wow. Because so know, that's I, a thing. I, I prefer the hearts, moon stars, and clovers. I'm, I'm, I'm old like that. <laughs> anyway, on some other thing, people are just dying to find out what the next other number five is. Uh, peanut butter Captain Crunch. Yep. Yep, remember that? The the only cereal you should eat peanut butter with is... <laughs> yes. uh, not true. You don't put peanut butter on peanut butter cereal. It's already there. Why so. wouldn't you? Extra Why peanut butter. You? Yeah, You're the one complaining about not enough peanut butter with the crunchy peanut Ooh, butter. I, so I now peanut, peanut we're trying crunch. to add more to it. And your peanut no, butter you're adding, you're, mixing, you're mixing peanut butter with artificial peanut butter is what you're doing. Is it artificial peanut butter? Yes, yes absolutely. I bet there's probably some real peanut butter in it. Mm, I doubt it. A little Highly bit? Doubt it. A little bit? There might be peanuts in it, but not peanut butter. Well, see, I, I think well, you peanut can't butter have, can't have peanut butter without peanuts. A chunky peanut butter and peanut butter crunch would be really good. I bet it would be. nuts floating in the milk. That would also make Randy's head explode too yeah. I, don't, I don't care how wrong you guys are I'm just not going to do that <laughs> you've not lived no peanut so, butter peanut, any peanut butter cereal is good but I, did, I don't put peanut butter in with peanut butter cereal I don't either I don't mix or any other cereal for that flavors. matter I, again it's okay that you're wrong it's alright I've accepted that I just remind me to never get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at your house because just you thinking about double scooping you know you'd scoop out the peanut butter eat the cereal then scoop the peanut butter again <laughs> That jar's probably got like little pools of stank milk in the bottom saying. of it. No, I don't. I don't scoop out peanut butter, swirl it in my bowl like a blender, and then stick it back in the jar. You Neanderthal. Well, then how that's do you like, that's kind of, of the butter. way you described that's you it. Describe you get a clean spoon. Yeah. You've got your bowl of cereal, right? You pour right. the cereal, you pour the milk, you get your spoon. You take the jar of peanut butter, get a spoon, scoop out, put the peanut butter away. Slap that thing in the bowl and just get a little bit off with each bite. The but spoon does not go here. I'm not going like this. It feels like it would all come out in one bite because it's sticking yeah, to the so spoon. You've got like one ball of peanut butter with a bunch of... You you're going to have to like put, put a YouTube it. video out of you describing okay, this. you're eating fries. You put a dollop of ketchup, right? You dip a fry in the ketchup a little bit each time, right? Which, that's not really enough. They give you that much. Potato, tomato. You, you need you more. Put down, you put down a slathering. <laughs> Right, slathering. It's the Describe same thing. A slathering. You guys really, you. I don't know what happened in the eighties. 
to you guys that you don't understand how peanut butter works? I understand no, how peanut just, butter works, but the way you I've never heard it, an imbecile said, putting peanut butter on you cereal. Said you, just, you just take a little bit with right, each but bite. But I put the peanut butter in the bowl of cereal, right? So it comes yeah, off see, the spoon. I, I just missed like when you're that something. whole point. That, that was the whole part I was missing. Okay, so then I thought you were the sitting there no. with the bowl and a jar of peanut butter, no. dipping no. some peanut butter, eating a bowl of cereal. No, that's not a bad idea. I try that. No, I'll just get a little scoop, put it in the bowl. So here's my bowl of cereal, right? I take my it's peanut like butter. A bowl of cookies right boom, now. Boom. And then as I'm, the peanut butter goes away, then I go sit down and eat. Okay. And then I get a little peanut butter with a bite. That's what I mean. Okay. That makes a little that more sense. That makes more sense? Wow. It's, At least less weird? Yeah. It's still a disgusting <laughs> subject, but, you know, it, but you, it makes more sense. Yeah, you say that, but, you know, opinions are like uh, buttholes. Everybody's got one. Yours is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you make like a tree and get out of here. Okay, so number four, another cereal I would not put peanut butter on, Apple Jacks. Love it. Love Apple Jacks. Love peanut butter on Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks is one of my very tops of the 80s. I was waiting for you to say this because this is one of my favorite to put peanut butter on. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down. I can see that. I dip apples in peanut butter. Hands down. But Apple Jacks don't taste like apples. They taste like cinnamon. Cinnamon I, I dip cinnamon apples in peanut butter. Uh, caramel covered apple kind of thing. It, it's it's the it's the contrasting flavors, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like I, See, I like sweet and salty. Apple jacks. I can't eat it with milk. I have to eat apple jacks dry. Really? <laughs> apple jacks, Fruit Loops, and Pops. Well, I can't have milk with. Them. Yeah, my wife is convinced that cereal is not breakfast food. It's just snack food. Okay, fine. I'm still eating it for. I mean, breakfast. It, I mean it kind of is just snack I'm not, food. I'm not disagreeing until you I'm put the milk gonna, on it and everything. Yeah. All that tells me is I can have a well, bowl of cereal I mean, for breakfast and I can any, eat it dry. Any, Later at night, watching a movie. <laughs> any infant with three teeth in their mouth night. know that Cheerios is a snack. So, because every parent's got a Ziploc bag full of Cheerios to. True. We know. just use crack. 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 Yeah, crack. 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 You forgot the urge. Uh, yes. Please. Crack. Please. <laughs> All right. Number three. Come to the honeycomb hideout. I like uh, honeycomb. Don't Honeycomb's like honeycomb. big. I do like honeycomb. I don't know if it would be my top five. But be, it might be in mine. I had some not that It long might ago. be. I don't know if it would be uh, after a, a lot we've mentioned, but uh, it's good. It's solid. I wish it was more honey tasting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's honey y enough. Right. It's a little bland, but it's not bad. I love I love honeycomb. Honeycomb's great. So, huh. always have. Number two. Yeah, but hard, hard to fight against this one Fruity Pebbles. Love Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This one, I do not put peanut butter in typically. Um, believe it or not yeah uh, Fruity Pebbles we talk about Cocoa Pebbles too I like it's a consistency thing I like the the texture mm-hmm. versus you know the rings or some but you know like cereal like balls I said, or whatever like I said with any kind of Pebbles cereal it's like that your your milk ratio to cereal has to be really low and you gotta eat it quick because as soon as it gets mushy I can't stand it I'll still eat so. it I don't care I'll eat it either way I'm with you it gets, it gets almost pasty mm-hmm. um, yep. but I still love it uh, it's the same with flakes too it's, it's the thinness you know like a yeah. flake if you leave corn flakes frosted flakes any kind of flake cereal it'll get real soggy just kind of falls yeah. apart but yeah I, my thing with Fruity Pebbles is I'm, I'm with you that if it gets too soggy I can see that being you know texturally not very appealing but I also don't want it dry so like when I pour cereal I gotta make sure every piece of cereal's got milk touching it right right <laughs> like, you know I can't yeah. I can't just start to eat dry cereal off the top and then get into milk <laughs> so um, I remember when Fruity Pebbles came out. Came out same time Cocoa Pebbles did. I just Wikipedia it here. It's 1971, so I remember it becoming a thing. Fred Flintstone was on the box. Yep, still is. Um, I love Fruity Pebbles. It's, it just it, 
This is also a good one to make a uh, kind of a dessert treat out of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like like rice krispie treats. Yeah, kind of the same. Yeah. Oh, they're wonderful. The they're wonderful. Yes, I love those. I'll eat them. They're great. And the number one cereal, as voted by our public, our people, <laughs> on our on our list, is Captain Crunch. It's a classic. It is a classic. I, not it, my. I was gonna say disagree. It's not my number one. Yeah. But I also can't argue against the fact that it is. Yeah. When did, when did Captain Crunch time. come out? Captain Crunch came out. I'm gonna say. I'm saying the 60s. I'm saying it's got to be older. It didn't come out in the 80s for sure. No. Um. It, it, I, I like Captain Crunch. Every once in a while, I'll get a box and go through them. But um, it's like eating razor blades. Yeah, I, I would not soggy. think it of is this. Very rough on the roof of my yeah. mouth. Yeah, I would not think of this as my number one cereal. Though. It wouldn't be my. Number like it's not one my go-to. Uh, Nineteen sixty-three is actually when it hmm. uh, came out, and it was manufactured by the Quaker Oats Company, a division of Pepsi. So yeah, and yeah. It's, it's not Captain Crunch. It's Captain. Captain. It's Captain. 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 Yeah. So 1960, it was also voted as the the cereal of the 80s, hmm. not just by us, but but on something on here too. I but, but on some other internet thing that also doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> cereal of the 80s, Punch Crunch in the 80s. So that was yeah, it. I can't I can't argue with it being number one. It's not my favorite though. Yeah, mine either. But I love it. I'll eat it. It's good oh, stuff. I eat it. It's not terrible. So one of my uh, well. Um, my probably number one go-to cereal, because I'm getting older, so I'm kind of getting away from the sugary ones as much, is uh, Crispix. It's Crispy Times too. Yes. Yes. I like yeah, Crispix. I, I like it. Crispix. And, I like um, pour sugar all over it. I, um, <coughs> and I also like, um, I used to like what was called Crispy Wheats and Raisins. I remember them. Because I hated Raisin It was like, it was like a crunchier Raisin Bran. Yeah, yeah, it was Raisin Bran, but they actually like coated the flakes in honey or some kind of chemical that mm-hmm. wouldn't, kind of like... Clark Griswold in uh, Christmas Vacation when he Eating came up turkey. with turkey. No, he came oh. up with that that powder. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. He put on the sled or yes. whatever that was, and it was basically it was made to keep milk off of flakes so they wouldn't get soggy. <laughs> um, but yeah, they don't make crispy wheats and raisins anymore. So I don't they go really? Ra- no, huh. I got to go with raisin bran crunch now. Uh, I, I do like raisin. I do like regular raisin bran. Sometimes that just. I, I, lo- like I, I love how it gets all soggy in the milk immediately. No, the the thing with the raisins. I like, but you know, one thing we didn't talk about, and we'll close up the episode with this, is back in the day, seventies and eighties, they had great prizes in cereal. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. Into, into the nineties, there were some those too, but yeah. definitely. And I I thought about that with talking about toys and all this. Um, same with like Happy Meals, man. The toys my boys are getting today are garbage. But mm-hmm. the, the breakfast cereals, you don't. If you get a toy, it's usually like a sticker, or it's more of a cracker, like like cracker jacks. Cracker jacks. They oh, used yeah. to have good prizes too. Now they don't. Yeah. So the yeah the toys and cereal boxes back then, man, that was you were trying to dump out the cereal, mm-hmm. which finally we got smart and just flipped the box over and opened the bottom. There you go. You, you shake it a bunch, so it kind of falls down. Yeah. Throw the small cereal, flip it over. Done. Um, but yeah, the toys were great back then. My mom. I, I remember Cheerios had a frisbee in it one time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. getting a frisbee. I remember like there was, well, this is this is more 90s, but there would be like CDs glued to the outside of the oh, box. And... They used to have records on them in the 70s. Like I had, I got a Jackson 5 record on the back of a, of a Super Sugar Crisp. You, you actually cut it out of the box, put it on the record player, and it really played. Wow. Hmm. So, yes, I, I remember that, that yep. very well. Now, but, but now it's like... Like if you get a prize, it's something you cut off the box, but not like a record. It's just yeah, like it's a, just a a maze that you would yeah. draw. It it's not the same. And the boxes themselves, man, we didn't have cell phones, and we could see the TV from the table usually. They yeah. used to have 
trivia or riddles or games on the back or something. Now it's a yeah. QR code. Entertain, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a joke that's not even funny. Yeah. yeah. All these stuff does have, uh, have you know, entertain, or entertainment things on the back yeah. now. Yeah. That's good. It was still made in the 80s. Yeah, but I mean, I can, I can remember, yeah. There's I can no remember preservatives in there. sitting there scooping with the bowl right in front of me just shoveling it in and the box is right in front yeah. of me and I'm reading the back and and yeah. all that stuff but um, yeah I uh, now Wonder Bread actually had a mail-in promotion mm-hmm. where you got so many of their little you know UPCs or whatever and you mail those in and you got a special uh, He-Man action figure oh, wow. talking about you know toys that we did last week I forgot about this that um, you would get uh, they called it the Wonder Bread He-Man it was a special one that they said you could get Nice. That's cool. So, guys, that's all the time we have for this week. So, thank you again for joining us on Living in the 80s. And uh, next week, tune in. We'll have some other interesting topics to discuss. So, again, since Randy's with us again, we're going to leave with a, uh, a another cool bass song from Randy's favorite band, U2. Thanks. Take care. It's over. Go home. Go.